0: Are you sick, body giving you problems that your cheap-ass insurance won't cover? Well, you need the medicine that literally cures everything, Hotep Tussin. Hotep Tussin is made of all ingredients mined straight from Africa, personally owned and operated by a dude named Malik. Sea moss, elderberry, alkaline water. This company's not about profit, they're about healing. Just $789 for a four-ounce bottle cures tuberculosis, cataracts, COVID, out, bow-leggedness, when your prostate be acting up, when your beard don't connect, outies. Get you some hotep tussin' and get all that mess up out your system today. Yo, yo, what's up, people? My people, welcome back to the podcast. We got a good episode, man. Welcome to High Power. If you've never been here before, we are the show where everybody comes on, tries to find the best version of themselves and today's no different man we got a a hell of a guest an amazing actor writer producer and filmmaker hottie williams he's uh he's great he's the creator of unpacked on fox soul featured on famous in love on freeform he's also uh on the show for the love of jason on the all black streaming network he's the director of an uh, upcoming short film unconquered on the largest slave rebellion in u.s history uh, some crazy pieces of history. This man is a history buff. He's funny. He's smart. I mean, it's a great interview. damn. You can keep up with him on IG and Twitter at Hottie Williams. Also, did you guys get that opening sketch? Hotep? Tessin? No? I feel like, is this podcast too inside baseball? I know we're funny. I know we're good. I know we're good at what we do. Sometimes I'm just like, did anybody get that joke? White people listening. I know there's some white people listening, and we love you as well. That sounded bad to add as well, like that. But Hoteps, it's a sub-community of Black people that kind of believe a, a little bit of crazy parts of history that may or may not be actually true. We make fun of them in the Black community. Is that too Is that too inside for you guys? Uh, well, I don't care. You guys should look it up. We got a great intro with me and Ralph coming up. And then we're going to get into a really studious historical interview so hey if you black if you white if you latino if you are uh of our arab american you know what i'm saying if you in china if you in hong kong if you in uh australia listening right now i think this is a literal episode of black education and it's really fascinating he doesn't talk boring about these subjects so let's get into it welcome to high power (laughs)
1: I've been trying to fall asleep. That's the thing. My body's so like, "Oh, you're you're not going to smoke today?" Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. "What are we going to do?" And yeah, it's just yeah. up. So, so just... nigga's like, oh, "What to do?
0: What to
1: do?" <laughs> like, cuz it's two in the morning like, and I'm creative, but I don't feel like setting up and Yeah. Like, did new- you want to
0: know the real shit about, "Okay, so me and you have we've been talking about our relationship with weed for weeks, months." Yeah. I, I got to the point, I think this was yesterday. I had to make a list. You ever done the list of like the pros and cons of something? Okay. Especially when you're like doing a breakup. Yeah, yeah. Like I've done yeah, that with like a yeah, girl, or yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. I've I, done the pros Do I really cons. want to get back with this girl? Let me actually put this on paper. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Like I need to know, I need to know exactly where I am mm. with my relationship to weed. So I put i did i put everything i could possibly think of on paper just everything like why i do it when i do it all of the reasons why and why it helps me mm. for the pros and mm-hmm. just listed every single one and then i did all the cons just every single thing i could think of of how it fucks me up and do you know bro when i made this list but this i decidedly did this before i smoked or if i was going to smoke or not mm-hmm. I, the pros only beat the cons by one, bro. Twenty four pros, twenty three cons. <laughs> the pros beat the cons by one. <laughs> <What>? Got
2: him. <laughs> uh, I, I very, should do that. I very, should I was do very that.
0: Honest. And uh, you know what? The funny thing is too. I after I made this list, the one of the cons that I forgot is that I forget shit. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to write. That I forget, I forget
1: shit. and it would have been a tie, and that would
0: have
1: been a tie. <laughs> so I'm glad you didn't write it. The weed was like, "Yeah, right, you don't gotta write that."
0: I one know, but the but but it, it did help though, because to see to see all of the I'm reasons why that. it shouldn't, and then all the reasons why I should. Like I was like, "Oh shit, this really does." And I there were things that I wrote that surprised me too, because I was just like, "Oh okay, like this is actually helping." Obviously, my depression and like. some some of the times when I get too, I put too much pressure on myself and I'm able to, like, release and have fun in my life. And, Mm. like, remember that life is, like, goofy. Yeah. Sometimes. And then there's other things where I I was surprised. Some of the cons I wrote of just, like, oh, like, sometimes I miss, I misuse this. Mm. Like, I think some of my my therapists, sometimes when I talk to her, she's like, it's not bad that you do that. Like, don't feel bad. Like, there are way worse vices. Mm. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But she's like, you can abuse anything. Mm. You can abuse or misuse something, no matter what it is. You know what I mean. You can you can even misuse something that could be healthy for you. But she was just like, be conscious of when you're doing it and why and all those yeah. things. Like so, yeah. So yeah, man, it was just it was interesting because now I kind of, I kind of know for myself. Yeah. What would you? Thinking? Just need a second. Hmm? Papers. <laughs> Speaking of. Yeah. <laughs> People need to know at the crib. Yeah. Uh We just had somebody come in at the studio. Asking for rolling papers. For some rolling papers. I just have, like,
1: once I have, like, a strong will, like, I'm just, like, I'm not going to do something, mm-hmm. then I'm not just going to do it. Like, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yesterday was, like, the first day. I was just like, oh, shit, I'm not doing it. Like, I, I distinctly remember, like, smoking that last bit because I make sure I ran out of weed. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. want any backup weed in my house. I want none yeah, of that yeah. shit. I was like... I spoke to, I looked at the last day. I was like, all right, this is it. This is it. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, no. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? But I was just like, I know why I'm doing this. Like, I definitely want the music to come out. I definitely want the project to be good. And like again, you gotta have intentions, whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Like, so like even when you quit, you don't like I just quit. Like I'm just like, I'm quitting weed because I want this to happen mm-hmm. for me right now. And that usually happens. So mm-hmm. I like I'm like, bro, yeah.
0: Intentions are important. It's
1: the Only way I bro. move now. The That's only way like I move now. I'm
0: realizing with a lot of the people that I'm talking to, it's like the they'll get up, and they'll say a lot of this stuff is like why I, I want to have a reason why I'm going to this place or a reason why I'm going to meet this person or yes or do anything. I like, did that just this intention morning. for for the day. I, I think if you don't have a natural, if you don't have if you're not on the same page. And you don't have a natural chemistry with somebody. If those two things aren't there, it's just it's going to be a lot of bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of bullshit. I mean, you got to be. I can't imagine being in the in the, the dating atmosphere, <laughs> the way that you you know you are, or even Hottie, like our guest.
1: I think I'm sticking uh, one person right now, because mm-hmm. it's safe.
0: If it's if a if and you it's got a, chemistry,
1: it's chemistry, and
0: you're on the same page. We are stay there.
1: Yeah, put, put we had to get on the not same. Not saying page. putting
0: all your eggs in the basket because you don't want to rush things. Yeah. I don't think me and my girl, we were trying to be conscious of not rushing things. But I think that's if you have that. If I'm, I guess maybe this is a a war, a signal of warning to mm. anybody who's listening. That us. <laughs> that's what's keep stay there. Do right by them. It's hard, bro. Do right by them. Yeah, cause cause you're right. Maybe that's not even the bad word. Safety, because you you need that. You need to feel like you at home you, with somebody. You, yeah, the sense of home is mm-hmm. like that's hard to find. It's hard. It's hard to find. It's hard
1: to find. Like especially when you're not, you don't have a home anymore. Like mm-hmm. the structure of the home is kind of right, like gone. Right. It, like historically, like yeah. you know what I mean. Like so when you find someone that like fucks with you and. You can see them creating a home. Mm-hmm. Do not fuck that up. Mm-hmm. For the grass is always greener. Mm-hmm. On the other side, water the grass. Yeah, bro. Just
0: water the fucking <laughs> yeah, grass. Water, the fu- water the- shit.
1: I'm like more focused on just like, hey, what can I do? What can I create? Because mm-hmm. I feel like girls only like what you can do. Like no matter what stage and relationship you're in, it's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing right now? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, even though like, no, you don't have to do anything for our love. It's like. It's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah You got to yeah. be, a like, general speaking, you got to be a man a little bit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when I say man, just, like, you got to have, like, intentions of what mm-hmm. you're doing
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: relationship and in your life. Yeah. Or else it's just, like, you're floating in the wind, mm-hmm. and she's going to be floating right out. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. she might say she love you, but you got to get it together. Mm-hmm. Bullshit gets out the way real quick when you're intentional with your time. Mm-hmm. I had that issue this week with my brother. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like letting this nigga know, like, hey, just because I'm your brother don't mean I, you can't value my time. Mm-hmm. Like, you got... Because mm-hmm. when I come in here, like, when I'm recording, I'm Sour Jack. Like, it's mm-hmm. different. Like, you you seeing Ralph right now yeah. with a little bit of Sour Jack in Mm-hmm. But when I'm Sour Jack, I'm just like, hey, everybody get the fuck out. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm really direct, like, about my time and yeah. about, like, hey, let's get this fucking together.
0: Like, mm-hmm. let's go. I have fun. I'm a fun guy. But I'm also yeah. like, don't fuck with me, yeah. like, type shit. Speaking of intentions, our man, uh, our guest today, uh, I think he operates off some pretty good ones. Pretty oh, this man, educated.
1: Educated, very uh, self-aware. Self-aware grew up way different from yeah. most of our guests and most of us. Yeah. So I'm excited for y'all to hear that.
0: He's very thoughtful. He's very um, yeah, interesting childhood. I'm glad we got down that tangent. Uh today's guest, Hottie Williams, actor, writer, producer, filmmaker. Uh, you may know him as the creator of the series, sketch series Unpacked. It was on Fox Soul. Um, you've seen him on Famous and Love on Freeform. He's a brilliant actor. Um, You could have also caught him in For the Love of Jason on the all black streaming network. He's also a director, directed uh, an upcoming short. We talked to him about that a little bit uh, called Unconquered, uh, where he wrote it, discovered this story, which is a a not so famous, but should be way more famous story of um, one of the largest slave rebellions in U.S. history and one of... uh, the most notable successful ones people do not talk about this as a successful slave revolt um in the south uh in partnership with native americans so he wrote a brilliant short and we talked to him about that a little bit you can keep up with him on ig and twitter at hottie williams we'll talk to him right after this commercial break Up in the morning, what's the first thing I do? I grab a cup of coffee. But you know, it's like I, I want to immediately contribute to the world in a positive way. So, how do I do that? You know what I do? I buy my coffee from California Coffee Company. I, I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. They're a black-owned, culturally connected coffee and lifestyle brand. Their products taste amazing, it's freshly ground roasted coffee. They have all types of flavors that are just exactly what you need in the morning. They are young. They are doing it. They're reclaiming the culture through coffee, through teaching everybody that follows their movement about culture, class, and confidence. And and, and truly, they are letting people know where the true origins of coffee came from. Did you know that the coffee bean originates from Ethiopia? Did you know that? Enslaved Black folks established the coffee industry in South and Central America. But when people think of coffee, they don't really think about black folks, you know, in its origins, but but, but they are here to change that. You guys are out there and you're drinking your coffee every day. I'm telling you where you got to go. You got to go to calicoffee.co. That's calicoffee.co, the California coffee company. And you're going to use our discount code, PowerPod. For 15% off your coffee purchase. They ship nationwide and you can get your coffee and maybe some of their apparel at calicoffee.co. You can follow them on Instagram at the Cali Coffee and they are going to hook you up and let you know that tasting is believing. They're telling a new story about people of color through the world's most beloved beverage. That's California Coffee Company. Go ahead, type in your code at calicoffee.co. California Coffee Company. Williams is the he's like the the black Kevin Bacon (laughs) there are six degrees of separation between whoever you know that's black in Hollywood to Hottie Williams I guarantee you bro I don't get it ever since I've met this motherfucker it'll be like I'll be somewhere and I'll be at a thing and I'll be like yeah 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 just doing this writing thing with Hottie Williams and somebody will be like like from like across the room. Like it's I cannot make this up. And I don't know I don't know how and where this comes from. Is it Howard? Is it Howard, do you think? No.
2: Nah, it's just it's It's Howard. It's, so he went to Howard. So I went to I R- did go to Howard, but no, nah, I wasn't. I've been It's you? You know. Everybody but, at the you know at the, the crib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? They doing that shit right now in their kitchen. Exactly. You have to do it. It's a reflex. <laughs> um man, I'll tell you, I've been I've been in LA for a bit. So, is that and then also, um, I've been really intentional about I think being well, working and connecting with people, and then compounded Mm -hmm. over time. It's been good people being able to, I think, um, extend and connect to. And like, it is small, so there's always it is
0: small. You're, I think, you're open too. Like, Yeah. yeah, you have a lot of like, I think some people, you know, can get to a place, especially when you're in. LA, I think, or are, are just doing the kind of things that we do, mm-hmm. you can get kind of uh with the people some people work in LA with the blinders on. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And yeah, they yeah, go, yeah, I yeah.
0: have this goal, I have this I'm place I'm this. going mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And i mm-hmm. don't throw me off mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. schedule. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. on a mm-hmm. goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. I will see you. Mm-hmm. But but you're you don't really, I don't feel like you're like that. You're f- you're very collaborative.
2: I feel like I'll say this. So it's interesting that you you, you framed it in that way because I think that certain people very much have that idea of like, I'm going here and I get there this way. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I've learned over time and come to appreciate is that there is no way in the sense of knowing and being able to say how I'm going to Mm -hmm. necessarily move through and have my next opportunity or where that's going to arise from. And so taking an open-minded kind of perspective to what a relationship can grow to be when you Mm -hmm. meet a person allows for there to be all kinds of, kind of fun possibility in it. If you're yeah. genuinely interested in like, well, let's, we can connect and see where this goes. No, i love to hear that. No, it's true, man.
0: Cause you're, I mean, you're consistent. It's, it's like, I think that's, can be rare. Um, it's, I think it can be rare to find somebody who, no matter when you walk up to them, mm. they're kind of, not in a bad sense, but like they're, they're doing they're just they're doing the same thing, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes Absolutely. you come back to a friend and you're like, dude, why didn't you just keep doing the thing? You were almost going to crack it, and yeah. now yeah. you're doing this? Yeah. Whatever, yeah. Random yeah, yeah. What thing happened thing now, yeah. just keep going. And mm-hmm. So I think it's cool to come back, because, I don't know, in all the things that you do, writing, producing, acting, directing, I mean, I mm-hmm. can't wait to see your short when it's available. <sighs> yeah. uh, but it's like, I think with, with all of those things, it's 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 almost like uh, you're a solid table. Mm. Like if I walked away and put like mm. like two hundred pounds on a on a table, like I feel like I'm I little, could. Have, I like, think I don't know why, but I feel like yeah. I could. I would trust the weight that this table would mm. carry of mm. Hottie Williams. Mm. If I walked to somebody else who's like you know maybe a flashier got flashier materials, mm. or it's a, oh this mm-hmm. mahogany's from fucking. <laughs> You know yeah, the yeah, Baha- yeah. you know some island somewhere like ooh that's Thailand.
1: shiny Thailand that's where the that's, where the stuff, that's is that where the, where the Steady is. Woods yeah. from I mean I watch Architectural Digest <laughs> you know
0: I, I know a couple of things
1: I'm fake Snooty <laughs>
0: it's it's interesting because I think you can approach LA in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and I feel like you're you're a good host Has that kind of always been who you are Where did you grow
2: up where So you? I grew up like. Half an hour outside of the city, outside of Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Um, in Agoura Hills. Um, oh, okay. Wow. In very much not that far from the city, but like a world apart from the city. Honestly. Like an hour away. I thought um, he was
1: from East Coast. You give me East Coast vibes. I do.
2: So <laughs> I, I do. I, I do give people East Coast vibes. I, very much is. I went to Howard. I spent a lot of time in oh, okay, the East yeah, Coast. Oh, okay. makes like, sense. I was like, I definitely give people East Coast vibes, and I don't give people, I think, stereotypical LA. Um, and I think very much I didn't have like a, a stereotypical or traditional kind of L.A. upbringing mm-hmm. at all. So I grew up in Agoura Hills in a spiritual community called an ashram mm-hmm. that is um, it's founded by John Coltrane's widow, Alice Coltrane. Oh, shit. Whoa. Um, she was a, a a a incredible musician in her own right, mm-hmm. but then also became a spiritual practitioner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she bought a piece of land out here in Agora Hills that wasn't one time a um, a, a, a camp. Um,
0: Mm -hmm. So this is
2: like 48 acres, it's like mountains, it's streams, it's very like tranquil, peaceful, quiet, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Um, So she began this spiritual community there with students of hers that were primarily black, but mixed in, Hmm. Um, and my parents ended up becoming students of hers. And so they purchased, uh, she purchased this land in, was it the early 80s? And then that's where I like first, Lived, lived and, and mm-hmm. grew up um, and
0: what's the what is that word mean? ashram ashram what ashram. does that mean
2: it's literally like spiritual community is what it means Okay. It's okay an Indian yeah. word Um, they have they're very common in India and essentially it's like a commune
0: if okay, you think okay. about
2: a group of people who live on a piece of land who may live you know independently but there's very much a shared communal investment in mm-hmm. in taking care of this land but then also it was very spiritual based mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up like meditating and learning, um, reading about the, like the, the whole, the, the, uh, Indian uh, centered spirituality. Yeah. Um, and so that's really what my name comes from. Hadi is Indian. Okay. Um, so that's how I ended up with What does it. that mean? So I have another middle name Prem. P R E M. Mm-hmm. And I was, it's one name, but I dropped the Prem once I was like, i was like 13 and i felt grown mm-hmm. um
0: so,
2: <laughs> i did no, for real like, i'd be That's called Hottie frame you know like as, like my, my whole childhood at a certain hairs point i was on like on
0: these uh, nah, armpits nah. right here you yeah. know We gonna <laughs> the prime, blah, 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 blah. You know.
2: let that go <laughs> got hair now got hair on my chest. i got one vein <laughs> in my neck <laughs> oh, not. that name
1: Sound hard though Hottie, no. Hottie Frame. Hottie
2: frame. no the older i've gotten actually the more i've, I've leaned back into and considered changing that to like my professional name, honestly. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like um, a a, a closer association with it as I've grown older. But in your question of what it means, so Hadi Mm
0: -hmm.
2: is one of the divine names of Vishnu. It was one of the deities in Hinduism. Mm -hmm. Um, Prem means love in Sanskrit. Um, Okay. And so the idea and inspiration behind the name was divine love. Oh,
0: wow. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Your parents, they knew what they was doing.
1: I Those, wish, you, would you say your parents were, like, the black hippies? Considering, my, like...
2: My parents were definitely the... Um, we'll say the explorers in their families. Like, yeah. they're both from the East Coast. Their families are still there. Um, and they were going to, like... Even prior to coming to California, they, like, ventured out and lived in St. Thomas for, like, a year and a half, two years, because they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, so they oh, definitely damn. had, like, a... Like, a we're-going-to-see-what-this-world-is-about kind of spirit. And yeah. so mm-hmm. it absolutely, I think, is... Yeah, it could probably like hippie-ish in yeah. a sense for sure. Because mm-hmm. it definitely is like a, it's a different kind of lifestyle in wanting to embrace something as just non-traditional as yeah. that. And being open to it and being willing to just kind of commit to a lifestyle that was like vegetarian. Everyone was vegetarian.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and, this and was, they were
2: doing this in the- Again, this is the 80s. 80s. This 80s. was not, this was not cool. There was That's not- It's so funny. Yeah. We were talking
1: about, uh, my friend and I were talking mm-hmm. about like, because we were talking about cults, right? Mm. we were talking about like, mm-hmm. and we like, "Are there any black cults?" He's like, "Bro, there are some black cults." Oh, of course, and they don't talk about it. I was like, "What?" So, so,
2: so I, what? I'm not saying yours is no, a cult. No, 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 you're good. Yeah. I'm like, "Whoa, i so, never heard of this." Mm-hmm. When I, the, the kind of a running joke, Some yeah. with my best friends. When I, you know, was first telling them about like what my upbringing was like, they're like. So, you was in a cult? <laughs> right. yeah, it, was, it was definitely that mm, face yeah, and, yeah, yeah. wait a second. Like, do you need help? Brother? Right, exactly. Do you, need do that? Do you need anything? So, I, I I think of it as like, almost like a, a cult in the best ways. And that may not be the... <laughs> <laughs> so
0: uh, ladies and gentlemen, this, for the next hour, we're gonna sell you on uh, <laughs> what you need to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For
1: 1995,
0: you came in. Why not? <laughs> And this Coltrane's grandchildren. <laughs> Howdy Williams leads uh, Lead you is, to enlightenment. Is, is, let's Just, put this on uh, record. Howdy uh, Williams is the leader of a cult? Is that yeah. what's happening?
2: <laughs> he leads a cult day to day? 12 steps to enlightenment. 12 steps <laughs> uh, I got you. With divine uh, love. You know, in the best ways, in the sense of, all right, we have a, a shared belief system that is rooted in, you know, usually with cults, it goes... It starts off well-intentioned, but goes sideways because mm-hmm. you have a leader who is either selfish or crazy or, yeah. you know, whatever mm-hmm. it Their may intentions are Homicidal intentions, yeah. all manner of things. Yeah. But, like, this was very much rooted in positivity and love and nonviolence and, you know, diminishing the ego and really mm-hmm. coming to a better understanding of one's place in, uh, in the world separate from what Physical and material existences, and mm. understanding what one's you know true and internal spiritual value is.
0: Was it like uh just like anything from like
2: like farming I mean,
0: and like tilling? So we
2: definitely did have, to like, <laughs> we did have We did have a garden for sure. Yeah, but like cooking class, we had we had like a martial arts class. We had a, a, a theater troupe. That's how I first got into acting. Oh Actually, shit! What first got into acting? Commune because acting. Because yeah, literally that. Literally. Wow! So, one of the uh, the adults on the uh, on the land, um, shout out to Rama Vidya, Um She's one of the funniest women I've ever met, but she was a playwright. She wrote plays, and mm-hmm. so she had this idea to write spiritually themed plays and get all of the kids together to perform them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I was this is I had to be like five, six years old um, for the first time, like just you know, being on stage playing around before I had any kind of I think, understanding or recognition of what acting mm-hmm. was. But that was, like, my first entrance into being on a stage and other yeah. people and learning lines. Um, and so we did that for years. And so, like, my first time like, in, in an actual theater was performing. We did one, um, it was, like, there are always, like, takes on uh, traditional plays. So, like, mm-hmm. instead of, like, The Wizard of Oz, um, it was uh, The Guru of Shanti Anantam. Um, oh, so, snap. Like, flipping it in those kind of ways. And so, you know, we uh it was just fun and I found that just I I enjoyed it and then over time I think I recognized like, "Wait, oh, hey, I I like this." Mm-hmm. And I have like a just a a, a talent for it. And so that's mm-hmm. really where like the seed of that really began. Did you go to um were you like high school age still in uh, this
0: area? Agoura so, Hills? Yeah,
2: so yeah, yeah. So we were in Agoura Hills. Uh, we moved because my, we just wanted more space cause this mm-hmm. is the place that we were in. I have an older brother and a younger sister. And okay. they just wanted to have something of their own. So we moved to Calabasas. So we ended mm-hmm. up in Calabasas, the next city over basically. But we're still regularly a part mm-hmm. of the community. And When you were how old did you go to
0: Calabasas? I was 11. 11, okay. So okay. it was
2: like end of elementary school, Oh, that was yeah, ten end of elementary school, about to go into middle school. Okay, okay. Um, and uh, but we regularly were still active and a part of the community. Mm-hmm. I mean, to this day now, but certainly then when it was still uh, located on that land. I mean, mm-hmm. we there up until I went went to college. Yeah, um, it. I was regularly yeah there and like a part of um of that community. Now, was mm-hmm. there
1: like a culture shock when you like? went to college and you were just... Oh, uh...
2: absolutely. Now, the culture shock in going to college was more so I went from McGraw-Hills and I was in Calabasas. So, mm. um, and then going from Calabasas being like one of three black people in my graduating class and then going to Howard, where it's <laughs> just, it's the entire opposite of that. And this is a whole 180. And this is pre-gentrified D.C. where it's like extra black. yeah um, And so that was just like, That happened my senior year when I went to visit. And I looked around and was like, oh, I love this place. Mm. (laughs) This is entirely different than what I see day to day. And I love everything about it. And Mm. this is where I want to be. So there absolutely was that. But then even coming in and seeing such a variety of black people, it definitely was like, let me sit back for a second and... (laughs) Like just observe and experience just these different manifestations of what black is from all over the country, but then just Mm -hmm. all over the world as well. Mm -hmm. But it was getting an education in, like, what Chicago black folks is like and what Southern black folks is like and what mid. It was just a lot of being able to um just see and appreciate it because you know Calabasas is, we're lacking. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we're we're very much lacking out there. And you studied acting there? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that was like the one thing that I felt like I could genuinely commit to for four years was Mm -hmm. getting a degree in theater and then screenwriting on the side. Um, Mm -hmm. And I definitely look at that as the time in which I really came in, I think, to my own as certainly uh, as a black artist um, and understanding, getting a more full understanding and appreciation for what that means. Um, Mm -hmm. And... How I wanted to carry that out into into the world at large. And what really? I felt like the kind of conversation. What do you mean it means? Like when you say that? When right? I say that, what do I think that means? Yeah, so, you, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a heavy thing. Yeah, It's is is everything is just to be a casually black artist. drop, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, what I got from Howard was definitely an appreciation for the history of mm-hmm. what Black performers, uh, for the journey of Black performers. As a Black artist, I think integrity is so important. Um, because our place in society can be so framed by other people's perspectives. If you're creating images and creating narratives and you have the ability to dictate what that looks like, having a sense of not only, I think, knowledge of oneself, but I think knowledge of one's of, of our collective history in that creation mm-hmm. um, is... I'm not one to, to dictate how other artists should do their thing, but for me it became something that was just important and important to be to be aware of and cognizant of, to be present and to um have make an impact. Va- yeah, yeah, to have value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's like tough. Mm-hmm. The responsibility of being a black artist is just like you can either be fun and don't give a fuck about any of the issues mm-hmm. at all that's mm-hmm. going on and just express yourself as a human being that happens mm-hmm. to be black. Mm-hmm. Or you could show your responsibility through your art. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? So there's always like mm-hmm. I always remember like I went to an art museum and there was mm-hmm. like uh at the broad, it was like nineteen fifty-seven to the seventy-four, like that's the capsule. So it was just like this artist had trouble just like expressing their art because all they wanted to do was just show you art. And then like, and black people were like, you're not showing what we going through. Mm-hmm. And it was so they had like, well, this is showing freedom. Mm-hmm. This is showing like I'm not con- mm-hmm. Strained by the society, I have freedom of expression. This is my true expression. So it's always a debate of like,
2: what Mm -hmm. to do as a
1: black artist.
2: For myself, I always feel like there should be a certain amount of um, value that is beyond just, all right, this is funny or this is interesting or Mm -hmm. um, there's something of of greater value that is is kind of baked into it to Mm -hmm. really uh, to give to someone if they're going to grab you and make you think a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay.
0: Like, there, I, you know, I know we've worked mm-hmm. together on sketches about, like, uh, you know, gender roles mm-hmm. and, like, um, gender spectrum yeah. or the sexu- sexual yeah. spectrum. Yeah. Or, like, I mean, we've tackled a lot of issues. A lot of things. No, it's a, it's, lot a of tough line.
2: it's a tough line to walk. And I think that that's, for me, that's one of the beautiful things about comedy in the way mm-hmm. that it, it has such an incredible um, power and potential to... um enlighten but then also offend in a way and that's not always necessarily bad Mm -hmm. in and of itself Mm -hmm. um now i'm never trying to i think speak down to people or put people down but i Mm -hmm. think if one can touch on sensitivities i think it allows for an opportunity to examine them and say well why what is it that mm-hmm. what is it that bothers you about what we just said or what is it about this joke that doesn't sit right with you and i think that mm-hmm. oftentimes when people are offended by a thing mm-hmm. it really more so than focusing on that it's an opportunity for for a deeper understanding yeah
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah but there are people who like get comedy like mm-hmm. there's people who just
0: there's a lot of really good satire happening right now mm-hmm. have you guys noticed that in like yes. films yeah yeah. And people don't get it. Like Honk for Jesus. Honk for Jesus is a
1: great satire. Or mm-hmm.
0: uh Bodies, Bodies, Bodies to me was a really good satire. It. It's a uh it's the Pete Davidson, a bunch of kids get trapped in this house. Oh
2: yeah. I haven't watched it, but yeah, I know yeah. the one you
0: did. I, I loved it. It mm. people didn't some people didn't get it though. Mm. It was they were it was a pure Gen Z satire. Um of just the whole generation and kind of what they would be like in a horror movie situation. mm. And it's so... People that didn't get that, like, Mm. trashed the movie. Mm. Like, I'm reading all the reviews. But I'm just... I I say that to say, like, I feel like us as people who make comedy, it's like we have to... I don't know. It almost feels like you... you, There's a weird relationship, I feel like, that we have now with Mm. people that watch it because it's like people that... Some people get it and they want to get it and they're there for it and they want a piece, you know, through all these things. But then some of the things it's like when you put something out like a sketch, you know, that tackles some of those intricate issues that you're Mm -hmm. talking about. I feel like some people are just like it's almost like like do you dumb your shit down Mm -hmm. to make it really clear what you're saying? And then it's Mm -hmm. not as funny or some there's also these people that are like habitual what does that say? Somebody said from Chappelle's show, you a habitual line stepper. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, Charlie Murphy. Yeah, like yeah. There are the comedians also that are the habitual line steppers yes. where they're, they're blatantly saying something offensive. It's kind of baked offensive. into the act of trying to... Yeah, it's shock provo- value. Yeah, have a certain level of provocation. And that's and that's sometimes it's clear mm-hmm. that they're being that. Yeah, yeah. And people are like, oh, I see what you're doing. You're mm-hmm. being like... Cheeky, yeah. mm-hmm. you're obviously over the line because that's not true. You don't mm-hmm. think that about Jews, mm-hmm. or whatever right? Whatever right, 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 the fuck right. they said, <laughs> right, right? But then some people are like, "This comedy is that's not funny." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Well, then what?" Not that I'm defending that humor, but right. I'm just like,
2: "What people... is the space for 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 allowing one to be able to for as an analogy, because paint on whatever canvas they want to." So much of it goes to the heart of, "Well, what is it that you're trying to say? Mm-hmm. What is the point that you?" Feel needs to be made, and sometimes, for myself, it's worth perhaps you know stepping on a line, mm-hmm. or to if you really have if you have a larger point that you feel is important enough to make. Um, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a sketch that uh, we haven't we haven't shot yet, but it's I think it's hilarious. Um, but it's basically a take on um, the the Incredibles. Uh, The cartoon is uh, called The Acceptables. And it's like, Mr. Mr. Acceptable. He's like, (laughs) you know, he's the most acceptable black man in in America. He's like like a superhero. And he always shows up on the scene. I'm here, citizens. And one time, uh, he's basically in the midst of saving someone, but like his mask comes off. Um, And he just looks like a regular black guy. And he gets into this interaction with the police. and It's a whole thing. (laughs) Funny-ass sketch. But at the end of it, <laughs> he finally gets frustrated with having to be acceptable all the time and having to, to put on this face in order to be able to exist and move through and be accepted in society. And so in his frustration, one of the things he does is he kills a puppy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shit. He kills a puppy. I think That's... I remember reading this. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might have been one of the ones who like, "Ooh, I don't know, I, how you want to yeah, do it." Yeah, even know not it. even been
1: a dog, a puppy, No, I remember this. Puppy.
0: It's a specifically cute one. Um I remember the sketch specifically is... because we it was it divided the writers' room. Yeah, no, it definitely. We did. had a whole discussion yeah. on whether the effectiveness of what this man was trying to say in this sketch was working or whether and it we all locked. were like, "Do you got to kill the puppy?" Yeah. <laughs> Do we have to kill this puppy? We have to be a puppy? Like it was like an hour long writers' room conversation. I rather it be a baby them? than a puppy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I really rather it be a baby because I be like, yo, oh, this motherfucker. I understand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. I get if I need the result, I'm gonna come to you when I need to go further over the line. I like it. <laughs> I mean,
1: I like it, bro. Why not push the line? For me, that's what the space of comedy lies in. Where you're just like. It's dark, but it's good comedy. Mm -hmm. Like, it's good comedy. And people that are offended, they probably don't even know what real comedy is. Mm -hmm. They probably think it's like slapstick. Yeah. Big Bang Theory type mm-hmm. of and the, Those simple CBS, I'm at a hospital, I need something light mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's not comedy. Comedy is like true tragedy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so it, you have it, yeah. to have that The real dark... stuff
0: toes the line. I mean, mm-hmm. it's over the line. Uh, mm-hmm. All
2: the time. Dances with the line. It, like it, the it, best it,
1: stuff. Shit, they know how to tango. Mm-hmm. Were over you with 15. Chadwick Bozeman at these points? So at this
2: school? Chadwick is a couple years older than me. Okay. So I was there with people who were there when he was there, but he had left, I think it was a year or two years before I got there. okay. China.
0: Six degrees. Was yeah. uh, Yvonne there? Yvonne Orji? Was
2: she at Howard? So she didn't go to Howard. She, she went to uh, GW. So she was at George Washington. okay, okay, So okay. it's funny that you mentioned Yvonne. So um, I was out with him last night. Yeah. Um, I did not see the special yet, but okay. I'm in the special. Are oh. you Are you in one of the sketches? Yeah, I'm in one of the sketches. Okay, no, uh, nice. I, I
1: started it last night. I was like, oh, this ain't just a special. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. She
2: wrote the sketches and has doing them doing integrated the I was like, it. okay, okay. Yeah. I was like,
1: let me... Let me be in a mindset because I thought uh, I was yes. just gonna like lit. I like stand up at night. Like, oh, okay, just, just put it on jokes. and listen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she would stop, and I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck going on?" And I was like, "Oh, okay, okay, I get it." Wow, that's, <laughs> well, that's so well, funny. I just really watched it. You were in it. That's so crazy.
2: Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I just like correlating. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. See, man, telling you, six degrees, man. Yeah. Have Hottie Williams.
2: Hey, that's man. how it goes. It's. it's <laughs> I realize you. You know, for the most part, you you put out. I think good energy and you attract folks who mirror that mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. connect with that. And those who don't will be like, oh, ah, I don't know. It's just too good for me. And it's, it's like, oh, good. Positive. They're gonna... Yeah, His
1: light might expose my
0: darkness. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why is this yeah. <laughs> nigga so positive? All the damn time.
1: No, I ain't gonna lie, okay. bro. I hate two positive, positive niggas. Too I hate, positive? Two Two po- positive. So, like if you don't have no vice, mm. I'd be like
0: yeah. <laughs> think, yeah, yeah. wait, wait, wait. No, what? like
1: yeah. like cause you're human. Mm-hmm. I don't give a yeah. fuck. So you're bro. saying
0: you gotta it's gotta be something.
1: Bro, there's no such thing as too much light. You gotta have a little darkness. It's just yin and yang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so when yeah. someone's just like, I'm so, I'm so I'm like. I'm scared no. of you because there's something you're not tackling <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's fucking, yeah, you're, you're ignoring it. Yeah. You're running from it hard as fuck. Yeah. Talking about, I'm doing a marathon next week and I'm doing this and I'm like, okay, what are you running from?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah.
1: deadass ass. Like, so that's why I don't hate positive people. I hate people that are just so positive that they're not recognizing yeah. the real. Yeah. you are
2: performative. You're positive is performative. Yeah, it's exactly. Not really, it's performative positivity. It's performative positivity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like even Mother Teresa is, had like a, a, she admitted that she had like a dark side where she's like, Ugh, I didn't feel like doing this shit someday. Yeah. And it's like nobody has that sense of oh, I always oh, wow. am yeah. you know, quote unquote on and smiling and whatever. I just had day. a
0: vision of when you said that, I don't know mm-hmm. why. Mother Teresa rolling up in the morning, just her alarm clock goes off and she just looks at it like. She just shakes her head like, shit.
1: Another fucking hospital. This
0: is a whole whole line of beggars outside. They said I got to go today. I got to go today. Come on, y'all, it's Friday. Don't I get a. What time? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> shit, shit. These
1: kids always be dying.
0: <laughs> Who gonna be there? Who all gonna be there? <laughs> <laughs> Who all gonna be there? <laughs> Mother Teresa. Gandhi?
1: Wait, wait, Mother,
2: Mother Simone? Hold on, Mother Simone is there too? Nah, I don't nah, fuck I don't her. Can't nah, with her. Don't, nah,
1: she, she don't fuck I don't fuck with her. She know I don't, you know I don't <laughs> fuck with her like that, bro. Yo, that's hilarious. But, but
0: I that's would true. watch that show. If the true Mother Teresa? The true oh, yeah. Mother mm. Teresa. Her and Gandhi hanging out. I don't know out. why like, they
1: don't have documentaries where people are just like Gandhi had his shit. Like, yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gandhi That's a whole. Yeah. I, think, thing. I don't even want to mm-hmm. tap into Gandhi. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> can't. Like everyone has their shit. Like I'm yeah. waiting for the Queen and Mother Teresa to have their dark shit
2: come, come out. Yes, the um, Crown. Yeah, the Crown. The Crown is that oh, yeah. about her? No, it's it's about the whole fucking family. Oh, good. Okay, okay. The oh, okay. whole. The whole long imperious colonial history yeah, is laid yeah. out in a drama to make you feel like it's it's so interesting sometimes how even a show like that that I, I watch some of and I get why people enjoy but it, there's always that part of me that steps back and I'm like you're watching this for hours and hours mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. and and they they because it's a well done show they do a good job of connecting to the characters and making you feel like you're invested in this narrative but mm-hmm. I'm like all the while this is them ruling the world. Mm. Yeah, looting and, uh, looting and robbing yeah. people of color everywhere. Everywhere, mm. yeah. Billions mm. of acres of land for yeah. them. Millions yeah. of dollars for mm. them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we're like, but, how did they get this money? But then at the same time, like, oh, I'm supposed to care about the fragility of the princess and her feeling. And it's like, mm. it's just interesting. The um, yeah. I think the subtle manipulation that occurs that elicits, oh, think, of a certain amount of empathy for uh-huh. and worship a little bit. It wor- yeah, worship for individuals that, and it's because there's ugh, at the same time when it's like, all oh, right, this is a person. This is an individual that mm-hmm. I can kind of connect with whatever their, you know, personal struggle is. But at the same time, they are part of an institution and a structure mm-hmm. that does not have my best interest at heart. Yeah, and at all,
1: I was just like, I'm not gonna watch that. But I watch Succession because I love mm-hmm. families. White families fucking each other up. Like I love that. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> I you're gonna like.
2: Definitely like the fifth, perhaps black person was like, Man, I just love watching these rich white folks tear each other apart. It's (laughs) it's just a beautiful thing. Like, genuinely, genuinely. I I love it. I love it, bro. Uh, I really, I'm like,
1: Y'all have everything and y'all still can't be happy. I Mm -hmm. love it. And because I know it's real for some of y'all. Oh, very good. It's just like, Black people don't got money, but we got love. And y'all got money, but y'all don't got love. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so it's like, it's a dynamic of just like, What do you want?
0: That's uh, almost like it's a it's a, it's a famous quote. Um, I think I heard this during a play. Actually, mm. uh, one of the directors had said, "When you're used to privilege, oh yeah, equality can feel like oppression." Yeah, that's a great quote. Mm-hmm. I love Ooh. that quote. When you're used to privilege, Ew. equality can feel like oppression.
2: Yeah, we're we're in very much in that in this changing season of confronting a lot of what these old narratives are. Oh, and for I think sure. That, mm-hmm that's it makes it a a, a time of great possibility but certainly a time of great conflict because there's this Mm -hmm. like well how are we going to deal with some of what these things are and we haven't quite figured that out collectively Mm -hmm. yet there's a lot
0: of like i feel like leftover it almost feels like leftovers in the fridge of america Mm. like we're not gonna eat it yet we're not gonna really clean this fridge out ever Hilarious. Uh, when it's, you open gosh, it, sure, it stinks. It stinks, bro. It stinks. <laughs> it stinks, though. You but but open I that. can't throw it away. It well, we can't <laughs> throw it away. I can't. We can't, can't, throw, it throw, it we can't
1: you know, throw it
2: out. We can't throw it out. We're too used to it. Uh-huh. Yes.
1: Uh-huh. Yes. yes. We're used to this mm-hmm. smelly-ass mm-hmm. fridge. We mm-hmm. are. We are used to that smelly-ass <laughs> <ass> fridge. <laughs> it's As what it is. No, melting pot your... we never threw away. We just kept it in the fridge. It's yeah. not even melting
2: anymore. It's just that's why. And then it
0: comes out in these weird mm-hmm.
2: ways. No, it, it it very much does because we haven't we have not taken it out, inspected it, smelled it. What is in this? Mm. What is this yeah. dish? Yeah. And when we get yeah. close, it's like you ever you ever
0: um you ever get like suddenly aware instantly mm-hmm. of like the racial history of mm-hmm. everybody in a room. Mm-hmm. Like when something like a small social thing happens, oh, oh looks, and then everybody right. in the room is like, bah! Fuck, I forgot my people did this to your people like two hundred years ago and Mm -hmm.
2: I think that one of the most interesting things sometimes about living here is you don't realize how backwards it is a lot of the time. Oh because we're just so we're you know, we're in it. You know. We're in it. Yeah. I gotta leave and see other countries. You do, man. When you leave. You heard y'all
1: traveling, I'm like, yo, I haven't left
2: let me tell you since two thousand
1: like three, and it was Haiti. So it wasn't Mm. like, Mm. I got to see, I saw a different culture, and I came back to America like, grateful, (laughs) grateful.
2: Thank you for the lights, Lord.
1: Electricity. Thank you for the paved roads. I will never complain. But I should have, you know what I'm saying? Like, I came back grateful as fuck. Yes. But I feel like if I go to, like, places like Japan Mm -hmm. and fucking, you know, all these, like, Kind of developed yes. countries. I'd come back to America. Like I don't know if I see y'all anymore. Look, I'm
2: telling you, Bro. shit. That we just the I'm, the one of the glaring ones is just the violence, especially the gun violence, because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. such not a threat in other places. Like mm-hmm. on, it's not a day to day present threat. Yeah, I need to be aware. I'm in a public space. Ooh, is there potential danger here? Mm-hmm. It's just not a it's not a thing. And they look at us like we're like pathological.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, we are. I mean, we are. It's not like we're Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. I heard Biden wants to take away guns, but I feel like this guy's going to die soon. Man. He does look very tired. Biden is going to pass, and it's going to be a whole Kamala situation for real. It's mm. going like he's getting old. He's saying some shape. He's getting old. Like what I'm saying, getting old. Oh no,
2: no, no! He's, oh, every yeah. speech yeah.
1: is just weaker and weaker. You just weaker. hope that
2: he makes it to the end. Yeah, that's <laughs> what
1: I'm saying. I'm hoping that's, he makes it to the end but of that I, speech. I have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, literally of that speech. Because yeah. no. be like, he would be like, uh, uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this nigga falling asleep in the speech. He's answered the question, but he's, like, double wrapping it yeah. with, like, fluff. And I'm just like, man, this is our leader, bro. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Because
0: mm-hmm. at least the other yeah. leader, he, you, it was polarizing. Because you just, yeah. like,
1: because he was directed. Well,
0: and- Trump's like a roach. He, well, mm-hmm. he won't die. Mm-hmm. He's, like, somehow the longer he's here, he's, like, gaining something. What is he using? Is he a drug addict? How is he, I know I've talked about this before, but, like, mm. He he just brought everybody out from under the couch, you know? Like all the <laughs> roaches and rats and they, like people that were really mm-hmm. like harboring this is our country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. like,
1: Where Auto the, the Obama haters that finally could be like, ah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they just Somebody I mean, us. they're yeah. out here and they're talking, mm-hmm. they got they're connected, bro. They are fucking... They're together. No, they're
2: organized. We, us,
0: they're organized. I,
2: say, I give, if nothing else, I give organized. props bro. to that level of organization. They are on... Yes. I,
0: I like, mean, Facebook is having a hard time keeping up with their algorithms. <laughs> they I, can't even stop these motherfuckers. I like. feel
1: like niggas just be arguing. That's why we're not as organized as these Absolutely. motherfuckers. Absolutely. We just be like, he in charge? Nah, he can't be in charge, nigga. We got to da And yeah. they be like, Mm-hmm. Well, because but these well, white people okay. were like, "He's our leader." <laughs> That's it. Because yeah, we yeah, black yeah, people, yeah. we were like Malcolm Martin. Mm-hmm. White people were like JFK. That's it. They didn't yeah. have no other. Mm.
0: You know, like who? Who else? No, they. We always need a divide. But I feel like I feel like deep in a, on a fundamental level, hate. Hate is just. <laughs> this sounds fucked up. This sounds fucked up. <laughs> I think hate mathematically <laughs> I don't know you to or I'm about to die. <laughs> mm. Hate mathematically and spiritually, historically is stronger than love. It mm. is. It is. It's winning on earth. Mm. On Ugh. earth, organize the way we're talking mm. about functionality, organizing mm-hmm. cuz the fundamental what you just said like it's enough for them to go, okay, Trump hates everybody. I hate So I'm going to do everything he, I'm going to believe everything he says. Mm -hmm. We don't even, as like liberals, progressives, we don't even think, like if a leader is leading us, we think, well, I don't like that third thing that they stand for. (laughs) And what the hell was that part of the speech? Mm -hmm. And walk that back. He's Mm -hmm. not doing what I need him to do. She's Mm -hmm. not doing everything. So we like, we want the whole cookie. We want the whole like black leaders, black community, especially, like we want if somebody's gonna speak for us, we want you to speak for everybody. You forgetting mm-hmm. about us. That's why Chappelle's getting fucking ripped. <laughs> is he really? Well, I mean, he's not standing. I don't think he's obviously he's not standing for I'm yeah, talking I, about oh, the yeah. the LGBTQ community. Oh, okay. But uh, I guess I'm saying, like, we gotta, we the fundamental argument of what we're saying is that we as progressives need to agree on one thing that can move the needle forward. Because hate is so strong that I think they're moving all their needles forward because they're just operating on, like, I'm trying to hold as much power as I can. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to stop these people from gaining power. We can't agree on, like, one thing. Like, I think if the black community was like, yo, let's put all of our money together. Let's get a candidate. Let's really do something next year, blah, blah, blah. What's the one cause that we would all go, that's it, boom. Mm-hmm. There. What is that? I talked to several black friends and I'm like, some people are way more passionate about getting our, you know, brothers and sisters out of the prison industrial complex mm-hmm. and, and, you know, the privately owned prison system. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, we need to put all of our energy towards universal health care mm-hmm. or like, you know, the homeless crisis and all these mm-hmm.
2: things. I don't know. In a, in a binary sense, the other side, they have fewer things. I think that they're really trying to um, yeah, they, like a simpler yeah, agenda. they have a, very, a much simpler message. It's yeah. a much simpler message. but the, and this the, the reality of it though, is, of course, the world isn't simple. They just are mm-hmm. able, I think, to boil it down to something that's very simple yeah. and easy. Racism digestible. is really simple. It's simple <laughs> as shit. These people trying to come, <laughs> these people is are really easy. These bro. people are invading from the south. We need a wall. <laughs> Like, yeah, they're yeah, invading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're invading. Wall. Wall. Good. That, that sounds like, good. Exactly. It's it's Wall? simple as hell. Yeah. You get it in slogans, it's very That's, digestible. Yeah, it's very true. We are talking about things that are far more nuanced a lot of the times, so and mm-hmm. we were like, "Well, what we're trying to do is um actually take an institution and reform it because its intricacies are you know historically slated against people of color, and this mm-hmm. is why and this is and it's like a much more of a nuanced I think." And necessarily nuanced and complicated. complicated. (laughs) Look, it's complicated. (laughs) It is. It's complicated. You you
1: even got to get black people on that side because you have some black people that are programmed thinking like these black people are criminals. Mm -hmm. Like oh um, yeah, like I have immigrant parents that are just like yo black people like you gotta watch out for them because they
2: grew up thinking the same way. Yeah, of course. So you're just like, Mm -hmm. look, the anti-black sentiment is one of the is one of America's great exports. Um, mm. and mm. drop that mic it, <laughs> <laughs> say that again bro. look it's say it's, that again, it's bro. it very much is even for us here i think even us black folks here i think it's our part of becoming aware is recognizing how much of that you've been indoctrinated with what is interesting about this time is that i feel like so much much more of it is happening from a a bottom-up level versus top-down when it comes to, like, changing and and reimagining those kind of... That Mm -hmm. ideology. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think so much of us see now this lack of... Or loss of faith in institutions because we're like, I don't think our help is going to come from... Mm -hmm. um, Or the reform that we want to see necessarily is going to come from, you know, these folks who sit in these seats of power. Right, right. They don't have an investment in necessarily changing the system. Mm -hmm. They have... They may change and shape certain aspects of it, Mm -hmm. which can be beneficial. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about, well, what actually benefits, what would benefit most human beings?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like you're very um, into history. Oh, yeah. Because I know the short film that you directed, Mm -hmm. uh, is it Unconquered? Yeah. Right? And it's about uh, a real Mm -hmm. slave rebellion
2: so, I didn't even know this. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fascinating. So I didn't know about this either, speaking of Florida. You may or may not know this. Um, so part of just the interesting history of Florida is prior to it becoming an actual state, um, when it was controlled by the Spanish, they basically sent out, um, call it a, a colonial memo, um, and were just like, hey, black people who are you're enslaved, if you escape, you come down here, and if you're willing to take up arms against the British, you can be free. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for a long time, Florida's had this history of having runaway slaves who went south as opposed to north via the traditional kind of underground railroad, mm-hmm. um, but also had a, a large Native American population, um, mm-hmm. Seminoles. And so over time, they they welcomed these black folks into their communities and they often would have um uh, 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 conjoined communities, and over time, was a shared kind of culture that developed. A shared uh, uh, was an inter intermarrying that happened as well, and so I got
1: Cherokee in my family. No, <laughs> I'm telling you,
2: we all say this, but there's a very real historical um, mm-hmm. foundation to it. Yeah. Um, because so many of us, we genuinely do have either Cherokee or Seminole, or you know, Choctaw, or s- yeah. some kind of um, infusion of Native American within us, because there was. Uh, this cultural mixing that occurred. So the story that I discovered and wrote about mm-hmm. was about a man named John Horse, um, mm-hmm. who was half black, half Seminole. Um, and in 1835, um, he rose to prominence as one of the leaders of a series of uprisings against um, white Southern uh, slave owners and eventually the uh, the U.S. government and the U.S. Army itself, um, where you had native american and black folks um fighting side by <laughs> side um and really being allies in a way that was very it was, it was incredibly powerful so andrew jackson who was president at the time man on our 20 bills mm. um was a notorious um you know murder of native americans but also uh mm. he signed something called the indian removal act which was basically want to take all this land from these folks and push them into what is modern-day Oklahoma but they called it the Indian Territory at the time it tales, of tra- um, tales of tears of tra- the trail of tears, trail of yeah. tears. so yeah, that yeah. was the mass exodus that was brought on by this uh, law that was passed by our government the Indian Removal Act to mm. literally push all these people to round them up and push them off this land mm. um, and so the Seminole was um, one of the only tribes to resist this removal um, and so that led to a series of conflicts um, and in Eventually, uh, it led to they. They are the only tribe that never formally signed a peace agreement with the U.S. government. Mm. Um, so that's really where the name comes from, unconquered, mm-hmm. um, because Ooh, they're yeah. they're called like the unconquered tribe, essentially. Um, but I had kind of found about found this history and um, was just. Fascinated by it because I didn't know anything about this story. I didn't yeah. know anything about black folks and Native Americans were Together? living and living amongst each other, collaborating, certainly sharing culture and standing up and fighting white people. Mm-hmm. What? what? this and winning? Where was this story? <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually being successful. Where did that? How did this fall through the cracks? Yeah, and so because I'd never, I've never heard of that yeah, until most of us haven't. And I, yeah. and it's not by accident. It's not because mm-hmm. it's somehow an unimportant aspect of history. But I think, you know, if you want to think about it in a larger sense mm-hmm. of, well, if you have this story where none of the good none of the good guys in the story mm-hmm. look like the people that we want to celebrate. So mm-hmm. the founding fathers, all of the old white people in the story mm-hmm. are the villains of it. They're the people who are trying mm-hmm. to oppress and steal and murder, rape, and pillage. And so that's not a story that they're yeah. interested in telling it's young make white it to kid the kids cool. history books, There's right? There's
1: not really an audience for yeah,
2: that. Yeah, it's not exactly <laughs> a kind of I narrative we, we feel is going to connect. I think that
1: consumers.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing that that I love about history um, is, I think that I used to feel Like it was, you know, a bunch of dates and facts, and mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily my jam. But as the older I've gotten, the more I've, I've come to really love it because it's, it's literally just a story of change and, mm-hmm. and how that change came to be. And I think our understanding of it so directly translates to how we feel about the world today. Even like right now, for example, a film like The Woman King. And the reaction that so many Black people and specifically Black women feel in watching it is this mm-hmm. visceral sense of empowerment that comes from it. Yeah. And if you're trying to keep people in control or control what people think and feel about themselves, you gotta be, you gotta limit shit like that. Exit. yeah. You yeah, can't. Have, yeah, you know. Yeah. I think the it's worth going through that personal the personal feelings of it for the sake of I think what is what is more largely valuable. That's fucking beautiful. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, dude, thank you
0: it. for doing the show. No, my yeah, pleasure, man. Yeah, man, thank
2: you. Hope you had a good time. No, I had a blast. I appreciate y'all creating this platform and letting me come in uh, and spend some time and engage with you, man. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So young people listening, read your shit. Know your shit.
2: I'm, mm-hmm. I'm out here, man. I'm, I'm going to try
0: to learn with y'all. Uh, follow us. Subscribe. Rate us five stars everywhere you can. We're at High Power Pod on Instagram. Get all early episodes at highpowerpod.com. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace out. This podcast is brought to you by Hotep Tussin, the medicine that literally cures everything. Diabetes, types 1, two, and three. And that ain't even out yet. Also comes with 16 books about the ancient pyramids, written by a dude named Malik. Get Hotep Tussin in your medicine cabinet today.